Hello, and thank you for checking out a brand new episode of This Is Just A Phase. I'm your humble host, Jonathan Kent. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to remind you, the listener, that not only are we available on Spotify, but we're also on Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Breaker, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Um, also, if you want to check us out over on Facebook, uh, we have a group page called This Is Just a Phase, where we have updates on new and past episodes, as well as merch opportunities, touring schedules from bands that are being featured, as well as the occasional music video and whatever else we feel like putting up on there. Um, if Facebook isn't your thing, we're also on Instagram at This Is Just a Phase Podcast and TikTok at TI. J-A-P podcast. Um, if you want to hit me up directly, you can do so at this is just a phase podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have a question, concern, or if you would like to be a guest featured on the podcast, you can hit me up directly there. Well, with all that being said, Jay, let's go. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no vision to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day wake up with the same morning took the podcast on the road, and by the road, I mean seven minutes down the road, to Mom's Basement Fest, and had the absolute pleasure of chatting with all three members of the New York City pop-punk band, The Lousketeers, El Chivo, Danimal, and Ginger Vell. Now, as you may listen to uh, the interview, I keep mispronouncing Danimal's name as Danimal, because, let's face it, I'm an idiot. And didn't pay attention to uh, the play on his real first name. So uh, you might just have to deal with that throughout the episode. Uh, sorry again. Uh, I still struggle even though I've been doing this for two years. But anyways, uh, I chat with the band about the making of their brand new album, Mandemic, out now. As well as their career and influences. We also chat about writing about politics without being a political band. Having the opportunity to play Mom's Basement Fest, their favorite songs to play, and so much more. I play a lot of tracks on here because the band was generous with their files and because I think the interview uh, led us to play more. So I added some bonus tracks for you listeners. So please do do yourself a favor and sit back and enjoy this rare live interview from This Is Just A Phase. 
Here's a track from their brand new album, Mandemic, called Bubble. Enjoy. just introduce you guys real quick. I am sitting talking to the New York City pop punk band, the Lauskateers. I have El Chivo. He plays bass and some kick-ass backing vocals sometimes. I have the Animal, the Chanksa, drummer extraordinaire, and Ginger Vell, vocalist, guitarist, and kick-ass front woman. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing set. We're, of course, live at Mom's Basement Fest. You guys ripped it. You guys played downstairs. Uh, you debuted some new songs off your uh, new album, Mandemic, yeah. that just came out. Um, I've been a big fan of your band for a long time. Actually, re- just realized today... I had seen you previously, and I totally yes. let it slip my mind. Porky's baby. <laughs> that's that's what's going to thousands of shows gets you. You know what I mean? From the time you're together, I've been going to basement shows since I was 14 years old. I've tried one of these days. I got to sit down and probably list every band I've ever seen, and it'd probably be in the thousands. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the brand new album. Obviously, it was it was made post pandemic. Yeah. Um, or during the pandemic, I should say, and produced both. Um, So a lot of the songs touch on that. Um, You, you of course, played some songs tonight that had to do with that. Would you like to speak uh, on 
um, the new songs and how related to the experience of having to go through that and how you chose to turn something kind of difficult into something fun and relatable for a lot of people. Well, I, I think that like during the pandemic, um, it was like, it was really exciting for me because <laughs> I had never had that much time on my hands to create. So I was just like, I was writing about everything. I was writing about anything that came to my head during that time. And uh, I, that's pretty much it. I mean, like there's everything on this album. There's love songs, there's, there's sad songs, depressing songs, there's like certain bursts of energy songs, you know, that kind of came during the pandemic. Song songs. There's a song about Bono. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean you, and, you, and you touched on some songs tonight, like Bubble and, yeah. and, and the Go Away song, yeah. and like just trying to get through it, and you guys even touched on... Uh, social commentary with with FTSC, oh, yeah. uh, standing up for, of course, women's rights, which is very important as being a female front, you know, mm-hmm. person, you know, having to take a stance on that because a lot of people will shy away from stuff like that. Yeah. But while we were going through not only the pandemic, but also like a complete yes. collapse mm-hmm. of government, like mm-hmm. that was raining on all of us and weighing on our minds. So. And we have some political songs on the album as well. Um, with stuff that was going on. Um, and yeah, that's true. What you said is like, it was nice to see a good female response here because sometimes we play places and it's not people's thing. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's people's opinion, like whatever. But um, we've been criticized for that, like for going into the political realm. And like when I grew up, punk rock was, it was political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people were talking about it and now everybody's so divided that, like you said, people are afraid. I'm not yeah. really a person who's afraid of anything. So well, I'm like, whatever. I mean, you like it, great. If not, you It's because we grew up in a time where people were less afraid to take a stance, like you said. You know, we grew up in a time where political punk, it, it kind of went hand in hand. You didn't have to be preachy. No. But it was hard to ignore it. No, it was hard to just, feel, yeah, you know? as a writer myself, it's not too hard to just write how you feel. And if people are offended by that, fuck yeah. I have an 18-year-old daughter, and I think it's fucking kick-ass that you wrote a song like that. Because, it, it you know, as, as, as a parent, that as a father who has a daughter, it's not always the easiest subject to try to tackle. And if a woman can help them, you know, help them, you know, even if it's just a song, yeah, it, it goes a long way. And I just wanted to really praise you for that. Thank you. Because, like you said, a lot of people are afraid to tackle that. Yeah. yeah. And... I think, like, you know, people are going to have different reactions to it, and that's okay, you know. At the end of the day, you have to say how you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not worry about what other people are going to think, because that's, that's what kills artists, is mm. worrying about pleasing everybody. Yeah. And you never will. No. <laughs> you and never I, please everybody. So. And I just...
I'm like I'm really I really like this album, and I'm glad you played so many songs from it. Um, I like the bubble. That was that was a cute Thank little you. song. I, I like I just I, I really do. And you and you know you played songs from other stuff. Like I I was really happy when you played Fanny Pack. But selfishly, <laughs> that was a song on the comp that you put that that you let me include, and I was really psyched. And when and when you sent it over. I was like, that's the perfect song. Because, like, I know this is going to be very early in the prompt. And he hates that song. You can blame him. He's the one that sent the track over to me. I, trust me, I hate him for a lot. Yeah. All right, I want to set the record clear. He wrote the song. Here we go. I did not write the song. No, I came up with the idea of the song. She came up with the chorus because this is always a debate every single time. <laughs> oh, you wrote this up. I really like to just keep this as like we're a band and we create things together. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. create this, you create that. So like, I create everything else. Well, that but, bridge part where I do this crazy slap thing—that's all right. me. Yes, I, no, you have nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of the guitar part. She showed the drum parts. Oh, I, I, it's a fun song. It's funny. Like, I've I've been following you guys for a number of years. And I, I, I like that you guys have fun and write fun songs and it's relatable and it's just, it's refreshing. You hear a lot of songs, like you can only hear songs, so many songs about dick and fart jokes <laughs> and growing up and being a fucking kid. And uh, <laughs> I, I, like, like you guys have a bite to you that I really respect. And it's just like, which song was it? Oh, it was Cockatiel Boy. Oh, yeah. When we, we, we would do the, we do the thing and you would like you do this growl yeah. and I'm just like that's so fucking rad like that's so fucking cool and I have not not to single out as a female but I, I'm a sucker for female vocals especially when they're done right like some of my favorite artists are females and I just like when, when you do something like that it's just kind of like fucking right like yeah that's fucking rad that's um, in, a, in a world of mostly guys see a woman come out and just like fuck it yeah. And I really respect you. I really respect the band. You guys kick ass. Hey, I got an idea for a song. Okay, cool. What is it? It's called Fanny Pack, Fanny Pack, one, two, three. You're a clown. Fanny Pack, Fanny Pack, one, two, three. You know it's kind of pinky, kind of glittery. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I've got a Fanny Pack right on me. It's just like something like an Adamant to 83.
want to ask you guys, including the new album, what is your favorite song to play? I'm gonna start with the leading songs. <laughs> <laughs> I know his. Don't talk about mine. Uh, <laughs> um, come on, drummer, throw it in there. What do you got for me? There's a lot. Um, but if I had to pick. Like, I always like. I, I, I was gonna pick Fanfic just for you. <laughs> Honestly, at this point in time, I just love the energy of Pocket Topo at the end. Like it just, I feel like that's like our unity song coming in, and like everybody comes in. But it changes. The thing is, it can change. Like today, I thought like Cocktail Boy was my favorite. So, but then like, because the energy, the crowd yeah, brought with it. Yeah. And like tomorrow, for all I know, it could be Diner Nights for all. It's because you took your shirt off and showed your milk dud nipples. Yeah. That's really what it was. That's true. But that was the Hershey. That's it. Hershey kiss nipples. The milk dud nipples. I was right. I was right. You guys got me second guessing. We swapped about. I hit it in Jen that we play sometimes that I've also loved to play every so often is White America. That's a great song, too. Uh, that was another one that I really enjoyed. That that's another one, like, you gotta watch when we play that. It depends on where we play it. Depends on where you're at. Yeah. Now, what about you? Um, I, I always like playing Cocktail Boy. I always have fun. It's like, you can't you can't make people sing along for every song. I feel like that's overkill. So I like, like, that little punch at the end. Um, and it's, it's just, that song is actually, like, me to like three different bands and then I finally recorded it with this band. I had a band like that too. We had a song that literally jumped every single band I was yeah. ever in and it just it even continued after I quit playing in bands. Oh wow. The song just continued because it took on a life of its own. <laughs> it takes a life. It has its own personality. It was called Whiskey Man and it was about it was about an old guy at the bar of like the old guy that drinks whiskey <laughs> at every fucking dive bar you ever go into it's that guy and that's literally the song traveled for, yeah like it probably lasted a good 15 years between bands yeah that's pretty crazy um this song about a superhero named cockatiel boy it's called cockatiel boy
So, um, I wanted to ask you guys. I know Whoa. your band. Oh, God, I forgot. I'm sorry. El Chivo. My God. Because I can't breathe out of my nose right now. I don't, uh, my allergies are Is it the high elevation? Is that what's always the idea? My allergies have been dying right now. He's allergic to fanny packs. Once you guys brought that up, I couldn't breathe anymore. I feel like a trauma victim. You're lucky, you're lucky I didn't buy a fanny pack. You would have been trying, like, he's going to be sitting in the corner in a fetal position crying about fanny <laughs> Back. <laughs> 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 Actually, my favorite song to play is, is, is she's right, she knows it, but uh, it's, it's Johnny Danger. It's Johnny yeah, Danger. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's one of my favorite songs to play, and it's just, you know, it has a vibe to it. Like, it, it has this whole thing where it builds up into this, like, into the chorus, and the chorus builds up, and then it has, like, this nice bridge, and it goes into the chorus again, it's like this whole, and she screams, and like, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in that song, mm-hmm. where it's, it's, it's sneaky good, where it's, if you don't, if you haven't listened to it, Listen to it. Just listen to it. It's, it's a very good song. Yes, it's very, very good. And I, I like I like when you guys play silence too. The silence. I really like that, especially tonight. Um, I just like the energy it kind of brought. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys. You've been a band for a number of years. Uh, put out several full lands. Um, you have uh, happily ever after. You have uh, life after Mandel's, and now you have pandemic. Um, how do you see the trajectory of the band through each album? Like, how do you see do you see you guys getting more attention as you go, or um, like, like I, I think I think this new album is your best album. It's longer. Um, it definitely um, not that your stuff wasn't well produced, but it's definitely a, an improvement in production. Um, is this like? Do you feel like this is like your statement album? I, this is my favorite album. I. Personally, it's my favorite. I think it's where we finally nailed down a good pop punk sound um, that I'm happy with because I'm, I'm an overthinker and a perfectionist. And I didn't like the second album as much. Really? Um, it was not my. I, I you know, I when we were recording it, I didn't think about it, and then afterwards, I was like, I got to do something better. Like for me personally, I'm speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when we came up with this one, we actually had more songs that we didn't even put on the album. I wrote like forty songs during COVID. Oh wow! Yeah, a lot. There's a there's a fourth album like already pretty much ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> in a couple of years, you know, or whatever. But like you'll you'll do the cycle for this, and you, right. yeah. But to me, this was like finally where I feel like it took the first couple albums to like get to here. Mm-hmm. And. I was very happy with, with this one. Okay. So, for me, that's, that's me. I don't know what
Now, can you tell me a little bit about, um, like, how you guys formed? Uh, had you guys played in bands before? A little bit of the history that, that most people might not know. <laughs> and Dan, I feel like we've said the same thing for every interview, so... Uh, well, I haven't listened to every interview with Chavo, <laughs> like, so I need an answer. <laughs> it's like, no, but you've you heard, like, when people do, like, that thing where they, uh, when people have, like, the same, like, they, they get a good question that they've answered a bunch of times, and you, you don't have a different way of telling this story, but it's more or less, like, it's like, we knew each other, she, she dated a friend of mine, yeah. and that's how I met her, and we met at a party. We don't have to get into details of the party, but we were at a party. It ended in a blur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Dan and her met through through Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah. Wait, wait. I gotta tell the story about when when he first came to my house. Oh well, you can tell that. So it was like the most awkward thing ever. So first off, I find him on Craigslist, which is already like, all right, <laughs> like I don't know who this guy is going to be—a serial killer, whatever. And I was in my apartment, living by myself. And before he even says, like, hello, he just walks over and starts playing the drums. And I'm like, and it, we're sitting there awkward. It was like the most awkward moment ever. And I'm like, uh, hi? Like, it's like, it's like if you, if you, like, go to bed with somebody before you know their name. Yeah. And he's like, you gotta take me out to dinner at least first. What are you doing? It was the most weirdest shit ever. My mom just brought me off. Yeah. <laughs> was your idea to just be creepy and come in and start playing the drums? Well, was I mean, that... Look at her talk. Can you blame me? <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. He came in very, very unconfident and very submissive. Yeah. To it was just weird. And, and I and I played Cockatiel Boy, and he was like, "I kind of like this. We got, we got it with it. It's good." And I was like, "All right, so you're you're willing to do pop punk with me? Because there's like nobody in our area that was doing it. I was looking for someone for a while. Wow. To start." Yeah, and then I met him, and he's like, oh, I like this. I got some songs, too. So we basically started... You are right over there? I can't breathe. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, we, need, we, need, we need to get him some clar Claritel. There you go. Listen, my wife huffs that shit like it's fucking candy, man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we we formed then, and, and it turns out we both knew him, which was weird. Yeah, really cool. Um, because I hadn't been playing music in a while. I was actually just jumping on and singing on random projects. and Those things would be really interesting. I mean, being being from a mecca of, of, of pop punk in a lot of yeah. ways, like, I'm shocked that it, it, it took you such a such a while to find anybody who was interested in playing that kind of stuff I mean it's the area and then I was I was um, I was in a band in the city because um, you guys are Westchester right yeah. right well I kind of live we, we have a place in the Bronx and a place in Westchester so okay. kind of go back and forth but I moved from the city I was in school and, and I just didn't have time and it sucked it was like the worst six years of my life mm. because I missed playing mm. and then I had to kind of start Still in high school, even though I was like 19, 20 years old, we still had members that were in high school. 
And it was like, we just couldn't load in a van and go. Yeah. So was, I never got to experience going on tour, playing, doing yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. So like when I, when I hear somebody to do or that does it, like I have a lot of respect for that because it's such an undertaking to do it. It is, you but know. it's so fun. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? You get to travel, you get to meet people, you get to see new things. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, maybe you're not like millionaires, but you don't need to be because it's just fun. Yeah. Like we love running into like bands we play with. We've already run into like so many people here that we knew from so many different places. And it's crazy that we have such a, a wide connection too. I mean, with the downstrokes and the Prozacs and that, yep. and that whole scene. That's the thing that I like about doing the podcast and just being a fan of punk music. Mm -hmm. The relationships I've, mm -hmm. I've I've managed to culture for 20 plus years. I'm 42. I've been listening. I've been going to shows since I was 14. Yeah, it's fun same. to see Kurt, yeah. Kurt, who I saw when he was 16 years old in a band and I was 18. Wow. And it was cool to see Jeff play, and it was cool to see Jay play, and all these different people. Yeah. It's the and we all get together in a place like this. It's amazing. It's it's really fun that that there's there's an avenue and that the stuff that John's doing and Bo's doing, bringing bands here yeah. to our yeah. sleepy little small industrial town in Ohio. It's been pretty cool, and I, I'm so stoked that you guys decided to play it and got on the bill. It was really it was really fun. Seeing you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no problem. We want everyone to have fun. I'm here to get a beautiful day. Came to my house.
finish up this episode, why don't you head over to this is just a record label.bandcamp.com and check out the brand new compilation, Invading the Border. It's a split release between This Is Just a Record Label and Faster and Louder out of Canada. It features 15 Canadian bands and 15 American bands. You heard me correctly, 30 bands on one CD. It's only $5 plus shipping. And while you're over there, don't forget to check out past releases from Elephant, Dave Strong, The Plan B's, The Prozac's, Letters, and Gatlin. And also, three additional kick-ass compilations. And also a single release from the band The Shanks. Again, that address is this is just a record label.bandcamp.com. Head over there today, you won't be disappointed. Now back to the episode. Uh, That's it's fun music. It is. And I want to talk real quick with you guys. Influences. Cuz there's a couple things I notice in your band that I don't know <laughs> if the casual listener will hear, and I might com- be completely off base here. You're a funky ass bass player, dude. Thank you. You are a fucking incredible bass player. And I was going to say, funk, funk in pop punk doesn't always work, but you make it very, very seamless. And I just wanted to, I wanted to tell you that I really respect you. Your drumming's incredible. Um, your guitar playing, vocals. <laughs> um, besides pop punk, um, what are your guys' in- influences? You guys want to start since I've done so much talking? I mean, uh, <laughs> my influences, I mean, they range everywhere from, I, mean, I grew up on hip-hop, on grunge, and funk. Pretty much that's, that's the, the basis of, of everything that I grew up listening to, being influenced by, and kind of owning my kind of vibe towards, you know? Like, even uh, a lot of the things I do to prepare for any song is I always kind of listen to it, and I hum to myself, and I kind of get a vibe for it, and I kind of listen and feel feel a rhythm to it. And more of my rhythm, a lot of my rhythm parts, if you listen to them, even if even if it's like the way they sometimes sound, they have more of a melodic balance to them as opposed to a bass background. You know, like you know, there's there's the general playing where you know you can just play like. You know, like the like four, and it makes sense yeah. the hip hop because the way yeah. that you play it, yeah. So like, but you know, you have you have the general way you would normally play punk songs, and I've, I've never played that way. So like, I've never played like I play, I can play with a pick, never played with a pick on two songs because my fingers just kind of just use always use my fingers, and it just it. works incredibly with her guitar playing. And you think on paper you'd be like, that's fucking wild, and then you hear it and you play. You're playing complex, but you're playing subtle enough mm-hmm. that her guitar playing is yeah. just, it's still just, it runs together very perfectly. Well, I, I, like to, I like to think that, like, the most important part of, of the songs that we have are the melodies. And a lot of it, a lot of it has, if I can blend my bass melody with her vocal melodies, it betters the song. Like, it lifts the song and it lifts her part, her vocal parts, up better. And I kind of, that's kind of my job. In that in that moment, it's kind of my job. Like I'm not. It's not about me. It's about the song mm-hmm. and making the song better. You know. That's why like self gratification really isn't my thing. Like where people are like, oh, you're really good. Like 
I don't. I'm not. The, I'm not the attention seeker. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not that just, you choose to be modest about it. I choose to just play. Like I just want to play and I want to create, and that's kind of like always my thing. My man, my man, right and there. I honestly think that like the bass playing is what sets us apart from a lot of the bands, other bands, because you don't usually hear his style and mm. in, in punk rock. I'm a very simple player, and his his bass playing kind of like fills it out a lot, and Thank it's you. different. I'll take yeah. her. So, I'll take her simple playing though, and have her vocals and and her hook writing. Okay, I'll take that any day. Everything just blends perfectly, yeah. and that and that it just it really does. It it's almost like a wave. You have the you have the you have that low wave, and then you have that wave that just kind of flows just a little above it. But they work in unison. It's very, it's very beautiful playing. I'm very stoked. And my animal, man, come on, talk a little bit about your influence to the drum band. Oh man, everything. But yacht rock, yacht rock, yacht rock, <laughs> and death metal. Yacht rock and death metal. You hear it heard here first. Yes. So now, how extreme are you? You hear her first. <laughs> Bell said he listens to some bullshit. <laughs> now, what, what about you? What's the definition of extreme? Oh, God. You know what the definition of extreme. <laughs> like, uh, heavier than Dale, Deer Hunter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Put some dying fetus in there and we'll... Oh, okay. Oh, wow. He's going dark. Okay. Okay, we got to get the valve now. Enough of the death metal talk. Okay. <laughs> I'm not We're going to start it, losing sir. listeners. We I'm can't talk. I'm not into it. Uh-
I'd like for that to be on recording that I don't like death metal at all. I'm I'm a melodic person. I mean, I grew up on the queer screeching weasel. Um, I love the muffs. Somebody tonight was like, you remind me of the muffs. And I was like, that made my entire life. I was like, I, I love the muffs. Uh, I love the Ramones. I mean, they were the, the kings of simple music. I mm. mean... You know, I can hear the muffs comparisons. Who just yeah. the great, this is the great in your voice. I, the I dolly rots are great. You know, uh, for some people they're too poppy, but I like I like a lot their of their new stuff. So fucking good too. Oh, they're so good. I mean, you know, um, so many different. I mean, I listen to every probably every pocket of punk rock when I was growing up, from Dead Kennedys to Rancid to... Where's the table? Um, yeah, Seven Seconds. I mean, there, there were so many bands that I loved growing up. I used to go to shows every weekend and stuff. Um, but I would honestly... Oh, and I love Bikini Kill. Like, you know, I've gotten Kathleen Hanna before and with some of the feminist stuff, yeah. you know, they're like, you remind me of Kathleen Even Hanna. Even the Latagra like, stuff, too, awesome. and she gets a yeah. little bit more funky, especially yeah. with his bass playing. Yeah, I can yeah. feel that, yeah. She's awesome, and she was always like a hero of mine when I was growing up. I always thought she was so cool, you know? Um, but I also listened to, like, grunge when I was growing up, too. I, li- I-, I listened to Nirvana when I was growing mm. up and stuff like that. That seems I mean, to but, always be, like, people's, like, square one, especially Yeah, everybody kind of started there, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, I liked the earlier Green Day. I liked a lot of, like, the poppier. Like, I actually, their first two albums were really good. Mm-hmm. Pop Ivy, you know, anything that had a good melody, mm-hmm. a good message yeah. to it, you mm-hmm. know. I love the Huntingtons, who are here tonight. Like, oh, I love the Huntingtons. That yeah. style, you know. We're not talking about, like, I've never been one to be like, I'm so impressed by your 12-minute guitar solo mm-hmm. and that's what I want to do I've never been like that my well remind me not to tell who my favorite band is <laughs> is it like Dream Theater or something no Pink, Pink Floyd but it's <laughs> But it's because of my dad. It's because of my dad, yeah. I'm a big Floyd head, but hey, everything else I listen to. Listen, if you're a technically skilled person, but my thing is... Oh, like, I'm downstrokes all the way, man. Like, like, there's no way. My thing is like... I'm like always saying you're technically skilled person. I'm downstrokes all the way. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, there's nothing technically skilled about my no. playing at all. I, <laughs> my thing is like, if you remember the song, mm-hmm. you did something right. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the bands that I always liked. Like the Ramones. They were three chords all the way, but you know what? You never got their songs out of your head, and, uh, you know. And they wrote about everything, you I, know. There was so, one. There was one band I wanted to ask you about, and I. It's not because the the band has a front woman, but I notice a lot in your stuff. Some of your bouncier kind of. Uh, Almost disjointed stuff uh-huh. reminds me very much of yeah yeah yes, oh, and I, I wanted I wanted to know if that like early that. early two thousands New York kind of post punk stuff yeah. was any like any influence on you at all? I mean, I like them. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I wouldn't call them an influence, but and I don't know if it's good. his. I don't know if it's the percussion, like the bass and the drums, that maybe brings it out a little bit more. But it almost has a very dance feel to it. Yeah. Which is a missing in a lot of pop punk. And it just, yeah. it caught my ear. Because I'm a huge Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's fan. Well, yeah. especially the earlier stuff. But yeah, they were more. If I may. But they were art punk. I would say, I listened to, uh, I started listening to a lot of The Minutemen. Okay. And I love. 
love okay. I fell in love with the Minutemen. That sound. makes sense. I okay. really do love Minutemen sound. Like I was like, and, and this was after we had started recording and stuff. So when I got into the Minutemen, I was like, oh wow, this is eerily similar to like all the stuff I'm doing. And like, oh, this is really cool. And yeah, they were like doing it. that shit before like anybody yeah, thought cool. to do like, that shit. I, yeah, I, I, that's why I was like, I was like, respect, respect. <laughs> it was pretty dope because like all, all the, a lot of people only really know them from. Jackass, because they're, they're they're the theme. They do the theme for Jackass. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like the first like ten seconds of yeah. it. <laughs> Way before it gets to that weird like yeah, yeah. funk down bass out yeah. of disco track. Yeah, then, but a lot of their songs are like ridiculously good, mm-hmm. and like they don't like. I, I and they were putting out double albums, and they 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 ran the gauntlet with sounds, heavier yeah. stuff, lighter stuff, yeah, funkier stuff, cool. like very bizarre band. So I, that's what I like. That's what I liked about them. I like that they like they pushed limits. Like they didn't stay in one place. They didn't make it have to be one thing. And that's like a big deal. Like it's it helps it helps things grow. It helps genres grow. And that's really what helps you know make one person sound different from another. And you guys definitely, I get that vibe from you. Your influences, um, how you guys gel together. Um, seeing you again live. It reminded me how good you guys were the first time. Now that I realize, now that I, now that I slowly regained the night that I saw you. But um, before I let you go, do you want to give everybody your socials, um, how they can contact the band, um, and how they can purchase the new album, Endemic? Yes. That's who did. Okay. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> They just said it. Just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to say nothing. We now, your personal or? Okay, we Everything's have. at the Lousketeers. Everything's yeah. at Lousketeers. So, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're on Bandcamp, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. And Any, don't forget to put the E. Now. Don't forget to put the E in there because I fucked that one up. Yeah, so, yeah, make sure you put the E in there. A lot of people do that. We have and a new TikTok account, yes. too. And it's Louse like mouse. So, yeah. it's spelled the same way except with an L. Well, unless we're in, when we were in Canada, they called us the Lousketeers. Oh, 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 no. Yeah, about that. <laughs> well, Val, uh, the animal, El Chavo, thank you so much for coming thank on the you. podcast. Thank you. I, it's been my honor to finally get to sit down and chat Woo. with you guys. Awesome. Enjoy the rest of the fest yes. and you. have a great night. Thank, thank you again. You. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.